Hello, everyone, and welcome to Third Eye with Lorelai. I'm your host, Lorelai, where we talk all things metaphysics. And welcome back to another episode of Third Eye with Lorelai. I am your host, Lorelai, and I'm so excited yet again to talk to you about all of the amazing things that I've been reading about and honestly kind of channeling in a way this week. I feel like I've been getting a lot of really interesting information from spirit and different things to help the collective and and all of you beautiful people that may be listening right now. So at any rate, I hope that you guys had a great week. I had a very interesting and elucidating week, that's for sure. And I'm so excited to share it with you all in this episode. So let's start out with the crystal of the week. So I chose, ooh, P- Pietrosite. <laughs> let's see how many times I'm going to butcher that crystal as we go through. Pietrosite. I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. Anyway, so. I actually really want to buy one of these because in reading about it, I was like, ooh, yep, I needs to get me some of that. Um, but so I, I looked up this stone off of mystonemeeting.com, Pietrosite Stone Meeting. And I actually saw this at, I went to my local crystal shop this past week and I saw one and I was like, ooh, I already have like eight things in my in my cart though, so... I'm going to have to come back for it, but it's been on my mind. So obviously that means something to me, right? So I decided to talk about it this week, especially since it kind of coincides nicely with the topic. So anyway, let's talk about Pietrosite. So I'm going to kind of skip some of the first bits because she talks about like, like kind of in detail where it comes from. It comes from Africa and some areas of China and what it looks like it's golden and has some different shades of red and a lot of intense blues dark blue colors that are um, commingling in it and even some white i know that's a lot of colors right but it's it's very beautiful it looks almost like water and earth kind of intermingling beautifully together um some of it even has a little bit of reddish components to it too it's really interesting so the this rare stone is known as pietrosite is called stone of the tempest contains a host of special and healing properties which is very much based on the spiritual this rock is known as the key to the kingdom of god and accumulates with it an energy load with great characteristics it helps to create a bridge between consciousness and daily memory with our spiritual being that helps us analyze and remember the bad things we did during the day to be able to correct them It fosters the feeling of honesty in the individual, which helps us not to tell the truth by making us feel good about ourselves and helps us to assume our mistakes without blaming others. This gem helps us to fully function our brains and to support and sustain our personal decisions. Encouraging courage. (laughs) Got a little tripped up with those two words together. Encouraging courage to achieve the goals we have set for ourselves. The sacral chakra is the second chakra of the body which involves feelings and sexuality. If this chakra is perfectly balanced, it can free the body in all its senses without being over emotional. The chakra has to strengthen the feeling of joy. And if the chakra is not active, it is usually demonstrated by bad behaviors and we become bitter and depressive beings. And the negative charges take over our being, blocking it completely. So general properties. The beauty and the essence of lightning are captured by Pietrosite, a stone with brilliant flashes of golden light that are lost in a deep blue sky. Also known as the stone of the storm, the energy of Pietrosite is very powerful and can be perceived in a decisive manner. Just like lightning breaks the stillness and the normal balance of the sky, Pietrosite eliminates emotional disturbances and purifies the aura, restoring it to calmness. 
Pietrocyte also provides a unified activation of the sacral chakra, of the solar plexus, and of the third eye, creating a powerful increase in energy of personal will and intuitive abilities. The major quality of Pietrocyte, from an energetic point of view, is that of raising the lowest energy centers of the body towards the etheric kingdoms. This rare ability increases an individual's ability to focus on goals, also improving telepathic and visionary abilities. Well, you guys, now I'm kind of realizing why I'm being so-called a Pietrocyte. I hope some of you might be too, because I feel like these things are very prevalent in me. <laughs> so I kind of see why it was calling to me. So anyway, let's keep let's keep learning. Let's keep going. Piedrasite is a variety of quartz, naturally composed of tiger's eye, hawk eye, and jasper, and is characterized by an incredible vivacity and brilliance. Its gold tones are in contrast with the deep blue, black blue. Yeah, it does say deep blue, black blue, with gray and brown that characterize the background tones. Pietrocyte is a powerful stone of protection, especially against the fury of the elements. It soothes people and animals who find themselves experiencing a moment of nervousness during the thunderstorms and protects while driving in bad weather. Man, I could have used this, gosh, it was probably about a, almost a year ago now. I was driving with my husband. Um, we did this cross-country trip and we were driving through Oklahoma in January and it was one of those times where they had one of those crazy crazy intense storms and we were driving and we thought oh, okay you know this is bad but it's going to be okay man you guys okay so I'm from California so you know we get bad weather every now and again but mostly we have like earthquakes and fires that's pretty much what we experience that's pretty bad but like when it comes to like intense weather i've never experienced anything like this before and so we were driving through oklahoma and i kid you not the sky was like nearly black and the lightning it wasn't like just like a white lightning that you normally see it was like pink red and the the hail and the rain that came down on us was like nothing it was so intense i thought our windshield was going to crack and like we were getting all these these warnings on our phones that that there was a tornado coming and so our our stress was like through the roof we couldn't stop we were on the freeway there was no place to exit and it was just like oh my god what are we gonna do we're gonna die in the storm in oklahoma and we have no idea where we are <laughs> we made it obviously we did fine we just kept driving kept going our way until we went past the storm but man literally the most intense thing and I, I tell you it was the funniest thing we we were driving and le we looked like we were just losing our minds with anxiety and like I kid you not the the people that were driving next to us were like eh, it's fine I'm just gonna go to the store real quick and get some milk <laughs> it's like how are people like so calm? This is like so intense. And then I just realized, you know, oh, well, they're probably used to having weather like this on a yearly basis. <laughs> the two Californians that aren't used to being in Oklahoma are like losing their minds. <laughs> anyway, sorry, I thought I'd share that. <laughs> just reminded me, maybe we should have had some Pietrocyte with us and maybe we wouldn't have been so anxious. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's keep talking. Okay. Piedrasite also acts as a shield against the adverse effects of technology, particularly if you work for long hours on the computer or live perennially, oh, wow, live perennially near the mobile phone. <laughs> perennially. Oh boy. Okay. I swear I read this before I even started to. Anyway, water energy, on the other hand, is linked to the vital circle calm, meditation, and stillness that is usually associated with the northern area of a house or room. Placing a Pietrasite in these areas of the house guarantees a burst of energy and protection that will flow over all daily activities. So for love and relationships, this stone gives you the positive energy so that you feel comfortable with yourself and then feel good about the world around you. 
if the chakra is overloaded it is usually shown by even stronger emotional charges because you become more sensitive with the feelings at the top of your skin and you usually become fond of people and uh, and your surroundings health benefits you know to be honest i was kind of reading that did that make a lot of sense to you guys this stone gives you i don't know it seemed kind of weird to me i mean i kind of understood what she was trying to say but it, i don't know maybe i was just kind of second guessing what i read anyway health benefits unknown to many the little stone or the stone of the storm is overwhelming as few and the re reason is found in the keys that hide behind its name spiritual awareness compression vision intensity meditation and healing these are the most remarkable attributes of this energetic stone the little pieter has a strong spiritual meaning that if something brings into our life my home that if something brings into our life it is precisely the, what okay this is this is the sentence the little pieter has a strong spiritual meaning that if something brings into our life it is precisely the truth i may think maybe she's trying to say that it it brings truth into our life maybe that's what is she's trying to say that ugh, that sentence didn't make any sense now i'm starting to second guess that entire paragraph that i just read about love relationships i swear when i first read this i was like oh yeah yeah i like all this stuff yeah 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 of course now when i'm recording it it sounds a little weird but hopefully you guys are following along so the power to calm our mind in conflicts okay we got that we got it okay at the same time the the pietrocyte has healing properties that are admirable especially in the field of emotions because it ends up acting as our spiritual guide whenever there is a conflict in our environment and affects us the meaning of the stones also estimates that the storm stones erases anchored beliefs from our lives causing little to care for what others think we should do pietrocyte is a stone with great spiritual benefits that gives us all the strength we need so that we can enhance our personal development it is considered as the stone of expression since it helps us to flow it helps us to express ourselves more clearly to say goodbye to blocked emotions and to solve more easily the moments that are difficult for us to manage in addition the pietrocyte is a good mineral to work repressed feelings because it helps us get everything out of our interior eliminating negative thoughts from our lives and therefore the dire repercussions that they have the treatment of ailments with the pietrocyte is indicated as a good reinforcement in those cases in which these are gastrointestinal problems problems of the endocrine system related to hormonal production it is also a good companion to absorb nutrients from food improving our health to use the pietrocyte correctly there's no specific indication you have to put the little foot in the part of the body that is most considered for our particular case what does that even mean you have to put the little foot in that part of the body that is most considered for our particular what does that even mean man you guys <laughs> am i just reading this weird like <laughs> I don't get it. What is, is that like a is that like a figure of speech <laughs> i don't know Okay, let's keep going. Pietrocyte stone and wealth. Release the vows and promises we made in past lives, enforcing everything we once wanted to do, as well as helping to resolve conflicts and release positive energies towards our enemies so as to not fall into confrontation. Okay, this gem also has properties that help the functioning of the human body to feel good physically and mentally, which can give you enough motivation in work and business. So Pietrocyte Stone and the Zodiac. In the Zodiac, this gem is associated with Capricorn and Libra. This signs make this property work more effectively because there are signs associated with the element air. Pietrocyte Stone and Chakras. Those who have tried to defeat an addiction know how important it is to focus on their willpower. Pietrocyte is an extremely supportive stone and provides an important stimulus to try to detach from all dependencies, just as it is also associated with the sacral chakra. So I imagine this would be really good if you have a codependent type. Uh, if you if you find yourself in codependent relationships a lot, I think this would be a really good stone for you to have if you're trying to change that and detach from that old pattern. Okay, let's continue. Pietrocyte 
as anyone who loves and sells only high quality crystals such as feng shui and is an important tool for bringing repressed sensations and conflicts to the surface of which it accelerates the process of removal and healing. So how do you purify piratricite stone? To clean your piratricite stone, you can just put it under running lukewarm water and wait for the water to clean all the dirt from it. Oh, okay, so literally, literally cleaning it. I imagine when you clear it, like clean the energy, I imagine it's probably similar to that of any other stone. You'd probably put it out in either, let's see, moon energy for the winter time so we're moving closer into this now we're all in autumn so you want to kind of move into more moon energy to start utilizing cleaning of your crystals and other objects um and then obviously in the summertime spring summer you're moving into sun energy right um you can also utilize uh sage smoke or salt water although be careful some crystals tend to break down or they lose a lot of their um their uh, luminescence or you know different properties if you put them in salt water so just um be careful with some of them but i, I imagine that the usually just the sage smoke and the sun and moon energy would be just fine for in summary Piatricite is an excellent meditation stone, especially for the, all those who find it difficult to clean oppressive thoughts. Worn as a pendant during meditation sessions, Piatricite helps to connect the lower energies with the higher ones, giving a deep sense of fulfillment and immersion in the deeper unconscious. Piatricite can be associated with both the fire element and the water element. Fire energy is the energy of enthusiasm, warmth, illumination, and creativity, and is traditionally associated with the southern area of a house or room. Okay, so that pretty much covers Pietrocyte. So I thought it really uh, made a whole lot of sense just because it seems like it's a stone to help detach from unwanted feelings and uh, thought patterns and things of that nature. And that's kind of what I took away from it. Also, it helps with um, connecting some of your lower chakra energy and awakening it and connecting it to the higher etheric realm or the divine realm in essence making it easier for you to connect fully instead of just like one area is having being blocked and the other areas like taking all those lower segments and connecting it up with the higher areas and then also you know and relatively i mean just out there just transformation and also waking up some of that telepathic and um improving telepathic and, and visionary abilities okay so that is pietrocyte so let's talk about the quote of the week life's challenges are not supposed to paralyze you they're supposed to help you discover who you are and that's by bernice johnson reagan and so let's move on to actually let's talk about the Lorelai's picks before I forget because I feel like I oftentimes like forget to do it so I want to talk about that before we move on into the topic so the two that I wanted to talk about actually came about from when I was at the crystal shop this past week and I had in I had this little um crafty thing that I make into a I have it's a necklace that's a cage and you put crystals in it so if you have like loose stones that you want to bring around with you but like you know you don't have pockets or anything this necklace makes it possible so you can put your little stones in there and then have it around you and carry it with you and kind of experience the energy of the stones while you're around um so in my little necklace cage thing i had moldavite and clear quartz because moldavite and me get along really really well i am very much into accelerated change and connecting with my higher self and wanting to move forward and you know transmute everything <laughs> and alchemize everything and make everything better within me and making myself better and moldavite is, is definitely that stone for me and clear quartz as you guys know amplifies that energy so i'm like let's do the thing <laughs> I think if Heather Spencer is listening to this, she's giggling because I kind of took that. <laughs> she, she says, let's do this thing. Let's do the thing. If I'm going to do it, we're going to do the thing. <laughs> so anyway, I'm in, I'm in my crystal shop and I, uh, the owner comes up to me and she's talking to me and she looks in my stone cage and she's like, 
is that Moldavite? And I said, yeah, it's Moldavite. And she goes, is that a Herkimer with it? And I'm like, no, it's not a Herkimer. It's because it's a big piece of clear quartz. Because if it, man, if it was a Herkimer, I'd be feeling pretty, <laughs> pretty good about myself because that's a pretty big piece of clear quartz. So I was like, no, no, it's not. It's just clear quartz. And she's like, you need a Herkimer in there. And so uh, inevitably I left the, the store with some Herkimer in there, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> Obviously a much smaller piece, but um, she was very sweet and gave me a, a tiny piece of Herkimer. So I felt very blessed and it definitely just amplified i mean to the nth degree it was like clear quartz on steroids in a way so my lorelei's picks of the week is moldavite and herkimer and i feel like those two kind of it's sort of like putting your transformation in overdrive and because the herkimer diamond is like one of those one of those stones that takes any any energy of other stones or just whatever you're trying to work with and just amplifies it it's like very high high vibrational energy especially when it comes to your crown and and above and it connects to all those and so it's a very it's a very divinely amplifying stone and so with moldavite paired with moldavite and the power that moldavite has with transformation and transmutation is is like really super powerful so if you're looking to change things up and work on stuff on the inside and moving forward and making really positive change i think that those two would be a really powerful combination just be ready because i feel like for some people moldavite is a really intense stone to wear for some people it's totally fine like me i i wear it and i I feel really good it's it's a great stone for me but I feel like for some people maybe they're just kind of starting that that might be a really intense stone so just be ready (laughs) and especially if you pair it with the Herkimer it's going to be like blah sort of like I've never had coffee before let's try like a quad espresso (laughs) please don't go into you know sinus tachycardia (laughs) trying on some Moldavite and Herkimer Anyway, so that's Lorelai's picks of the week. So let's talk about the topic of the week. So I wanted to continue on with the 12 spiritual laws, and I wanted to move on to another law. And I'm not really going in um, in order here, you guys. I'm kind of just going with wherever I feel very called and led to go with all of these laws. So the one that I'm doing today is the law of perpetual perpetual transmutation of energy and alchemy i added an alchemy at the end because the law is just the perpetual transmutation of energy but i added an alchemy because alchemy is yet another way of transmutation it's just usually you use alchemy in science right you know it's the it's the act of changing one thing to another and transmutation is just that only involving energy now there's lots of different types of spiritual alchemy and transmutation because you can use it with pretty much everything and this is kind of where i feel like i live i feel like this is something that is very deeply ingrained in who i am i feel like this is part of of what i do as uh, my spiritual journey is developing this power of alchemy and this you know process and how to change things within myself so let's talk about the transmutation of energy so this is coming from the law of attraction.com 12 spiritual laws of the universe and this is what it is so it's the sixth law the law of perpetual transmutation of energy the law of perpetual transmutation of energy states that everything around us is in constant flux you can't see all of these changes because many of them exist at a cellular or atomic level but they carry on regardless the reason that it's so important to be aware of this law is that it helps you see how you can trigger positive change specifically keep in mind that high vibrations can trigger improvements in low vibrations for example if you're vibrating at a low frequency exposing yourself to the high frequency of a happy encouraging friend will naturally trigger energy transmutation in you. So let's talk about that a little bit more. So I looked up a couple of different 
transmutation and spirit and then there's also sexual transmutation which i think is extremely interesting and then spiritual alchemy so let's start with the transmutation of energy and i thought this this article was pretty interesting it was written by a lady named melody larson and it's called transmutation the 11th step on the spiritual journey so this is what she says as an overview it it's the 11th step on this spiritual transformation process the belief in this is i am a powerful creator it, the chakra is the power chakra which i hope she kind of delves into that a little bit more because i'm not entirely sure the jungian archetype is the magician and the sign for this is aquarius so transmutation and spirit Step 10 of co-creation was all about fulfilling your inner purpose. You learn to co-create through synchronicity in order to actualize your vision of how to serve humanity. While step 10 is usually the last step on the spiritual journey for 99.5% of humanity, the remaining 0.5% decides to continue on. What could possibly be left after fulfilling your soul's purpose for this lifetime? Mastery. Step 11 of transmutation is all about achieving mastery. Mastery used to be reserved for the great saints, yogis, and prophets of the ages. These masters of energy understood how to wield universal law and forces in order to perform miracles. They were great alchemists who understood the power of transmutation. In the new energies of our time, this power is slowly becoming available to everyday humans. And she puts everyday in quotations. Today's quantum physicists are just beginning to explore the energies known and used by the masters. It is thrilling to see the rift between spirituality and science coming to a close in these times. Transmutation is the jumping off point into enlightenment. Back in step seven of surrender, you prayed to spirit. In step nine and 10, you co-created with it. Now you clearly see that you are spirit. With this is known by you, or when this is known by you, truly beyond the conceptual level, you are able to take on the mantle of mastery. This step is all about learning to manifest instantly or nearly instantly. In other words, you learn to perform miracles. Transmutation is spiritual alchemy. It's about wielding universal laws and forces. When you know how to move among higher and lower energy frequencies in order to transmute one into the other, miracles happen. Though this isn't quite an accurate description, for simplicity's sake, what you're essentially doing is the step in converting energy into matter in the case of manifesting something, or matter back into energy in the case of removing something, such as making a tumor disappear. It is not only the human you doing this, of course, but the total you. This includes your higher self, the all that is a part of. Ooh, that's kind of weird. So she says, this includes your higher self. And then she puts an the all like capital T H E and then capital A and then L L the all that is a part of that's, that's such a weird way of saying it. I, I imagine there's a description as to what the all is. I imagine it's just kind of like your entirety, which includes your higher self and who you are, all your chakra, your energy beings or our energy bodies. Anyway, she says tricky after that. <laughs> I imagine it is. <laughs> the master's tool, intention. Energy responds to intention, but you must know beyond doubt that you are not separate from anything in order to use intention at its highest and most powerful level. Mastery is recognizing that you are not separate for any from any of the so-called higher aspects of your being nor are you separate from the energy you are working with. The popularity of the law of attraction shows that we are slowly moving towards mastery collectively, though we aren't there yet. Many can't get the law of attraction to work, quote unquote, for them because they haven't yet walked the other steps or yeah, it says walked. I was thinking worked, but haven't walked the other steps of the spiritual journey. There is quite a bit of work to do before we become masters. That is what this journey is all about. You must move from the ego level to the soul level and then to the spirit level in order to use intention with any true power. So transmutation and spiritual systems. And this is labeled chakras, this, this part right here. 
Step 11 is associated with the 11th chakra, the power chakra. This chakra is responsible for many functions, but core among them is our body's ability to convert the energy around us into power, as well as to release excess energy from our system. The chakra works with all types of energy, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual. Cindy Dale, expert in the 12 chakra system, gives wonderful examples of how the chakra works in practical, physical, mental, emotional terms in her book, The Complete Book of Chakra Healing. And this is an excerpt from this book on page 81. For instance, when tired, we can drink in elemental energy through our feet, soak in the power from a thunderstorm through our hands, or absorb an angry person's negative energy and convert it into strength for our own response. We can also release our own energies through this chakra in order to let go of blocks, resistance, pains, and issues no longer assisting personal growth. In terms of spiritual mastery, this chakra's function becomes especially powerful when we combine it with conscious intent. It helps us make use of universal laws and forces through its transmutation function. We can transmute energy into something specific that we desire to have or that we desire to release. Archetypes. Step 11 of transmutation relates to the energy of, of Young's magician. So like, uh, ooh, what's his name? I can't remember. Oh, Carl. Carl Young. So that's what, he's, that's what she's talking about. Young's magician. So that's Carl Young. Um, so anyway, transmutation relates to the energy of Young's magician. The magician can manifest both positively and negatively. On the positive side, the magician within allows us access to our own powers as masters. The shadow side of the magician appears when we use those powers for ignoble, ignoble purposes, for harming rather than healing, or for limitation rather than evolution. So that was something... That's something interesting because I have been actually really thinking about negative spiritual energy versus positive spiritual energy because ever since we had the Halloween podcast episode, you know, and listening to the stories and getting spooky and a lot of those things are dealing with energy bodies that are inherently negative, right? I mean, that's, that's all it is, is you're experiencing a negative spirit and I have been asking myself what is that even what is like because every everybody and everything has its purpose right well what if what if this energy body's purpose is to just be harmful and so I think this is where evolution versus limitation is really important because I feel like some of those energy bodies are still repressing and limiting in order to and and so they're in this constant cycle of negativity and they're still living in this perpetual negative state and continuing to do the same processes over and over again and so it's perceived by those of us who are trying to evolve as this negative gravity like just it just you feel weight weighted down and and you just feel awful, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And sometimes it can manifest itself, just like with some of the Halloween uh, stories. You see, you see these things, or you feel them, like with my friend Jennifer that I spoke to, and she told that really awesome and crazy story about that negative energy that got attached to her, and then released itself with her own practice and what she had to do in order to get rid of it. So it was just interesting. I was just thinking about that constantly, like what is going on with spiritual energy that it contains itself in this cycle, a never ending cycle of negativity where it just wants to harm and how does one fix that? So that's going to be for another episode, but anyway, I'm just rambling in my thoughts and how that works, especially since they brought it up, harming rather than healing or limiting rather than evolution. So sorry. Side note, and we're loop trailing. <laughs> so the magician is closely related to the shaman, though its power extends beyond healing. It is also related to the alchemist. This archetype is our inner miracle worker. 
It is the energy that makes it possible for us to intend and manifest. It is through the magician that we both create and affect reality. The magician understands that the divine is not quote unquote out there, but quote unquote in here. It knows that we are each a holographic part of the whole, the alchemic principle as above, so below, and as below, so above is the motto of the magician. So astrology, astrologically, step 11 correlates to the sign of Aquarius, the 11th sign of the wheel. Though often mistaken as a water sign due to its glyph of two wavy lines and its image of the water bearer, Aquarius is an air sign. Air is associated with mental energy. Some equate the wavy lines not with water, but with serpents, ancient symbols of esoteric knowledge. Others associate the glyph with two lightning bolts, symbols of esoteric power. Oh, did I? Oh, esoteric knowledge. and power. I thought I was reading the same thing over again. You know how sometimes you read and then you read the same line over again. I thought I was doing that. <laughs> Sorry. So others associate, equate the, the wavy lines, the glyphs with being lightning bolts, being knowledge, esoteric knowledge, and other, oh, I'm sorry, serpents being esoteric knowledge, and then lightning bolts being esoteric power. It is the water of universal truth pouring forth from the urn in the water bearer's hands. Truth and power are what this sign is all about. Aquarius gives us the courage to question not only tradition, but the limiting perceptions of truth that are born out of it. At the spiritual level, our inner Aquarius prompts us to ask, what is the ultimate truth surrounding our existence? It already knows the answer. We are the creators of our own reality. We are the way and the light. We hold the power within us. We are free to create as we please. This sign also knows how to help us put this knowledge to use. Here's where Aquarius, the magician, and step 11 of transmutation overlap. Aquarius knows how universal laws and forces work, and it knows how to make them work for us. When we combine truth with power, we gain freedom. Spiritually, the Aquarian within each of us holds the key to our ultimate freedom, power over reality. To summarize, step 11 of transmutation is all about claiming and attaining spiritual mastery. We come to see that we are not separate from the energy of the universe or from spirit, for everything comes from and is part of the same source. From this knowing, we claim our power as creators, using intention to transmute energy for manifesting, healing, and other purposes. The next step on the journey is unity. It is the collective evolutionary goal of humanity and the end of our spiritual quest. Okay, so that is the article by Melody Larson, which I found to be extremely illuminating and really interesting. So now let's talk about sexual transmutation. So I know that that can be sort of a taboo topic for some people, but sexuality is one of those powers that it, it is something that is a, a fundamental need and requirement for spiritual growth. And a lot of times it's, I feel like maybe it's one of those things that people want to embrace, but like, like, like I said, it's sort of taboo. You don't want to talk too much about it first, you know, because it's, it's something that makes others uncomfortable because it's a private thing that you do with someone else, right? Or on your own. But anyway, let's talk about that a little bit because I feel like that is something that is, it it gets exploited or it gets completely um, stuffed down or you know what I mean? So it's either get it, it gets ignored or it gets like overly exploited in a way that isn't exactly healthy. Either way, it's, it's either one or the other and there isn't any in between to really it, express it in a way that's healthy for you to grow spiritually. And this this article I really liked because it talks about tantric tantric sex and it talks about um, sexuality as something that needs to be embraced for us to really grow spiritually in a whole way. So this is from optimistminds.com forward slash sexual transmutation, a complete guide. And this is written by... Ooh, 
Nadeja Nadeja Romanciuk. And yeah, so hopefully I said that right. I'm really sorry to the author if I didn't say your name right. <laughs> Anyhow, so sexual transmutation and the sublimation of erotic energy. What are they and how to benefit from them? So sexual transmutation consists in the transformation of amorous matter into energy that can be sublimated, leading to a series of immediate changes in the being according to its intentions. Napoleon Hill is one of the people who discovered through careful analysis and persevering study, the very basic ingredient of human success in life, the control of sexual energy and its transmutation, as he calls it. What Hill has discovered is exactly what ancient spiritual traditions of antiquity, tantrism, and Taoism support. The controlled sexual energy can be sublimated into other forms of energy, bringing success in the beneficial direction in which it is directed. Hill calls transmutation the process by which one element or form of energy is transformed into another. In the tantric tradition, the process by which one form of energy passes into another form of energy is called sublimation. But how do we get this energy? It is true that each one of us has a certain amount of energy, but what is not yet known is that every human has a huge potential hidden in sexual energy, that is in the form of matter, sperm in the case of men and menstrual secretions in the case of women. These raw materials can be transformed into energy and this energy can be sublimated, that is, transformed into effective mental or spiritual energy. Transmutation is very intense and easy when we make love, not just sex. Perfectly controlling the desire for the need of sexual pleasure in men and respectively the explosive discharge from the moment of sexual pleasure in women. Sublimation is achieved either by sublimation techniques from yoga or Taoism, or by sports, or by a firm orientation towards a certain beneficial goal. Nowadays, science has clearly demonstrated that these two processes, transmutation and sublimation, occur all the time in our bodies, at different levels of our being, whether we are aware of them or not. But when we become fully aware of them, and their value and choose to do them at will, we are amazed at what we can accomplish. Sexual energy is the most important form of energy in the human being because it is the creative energy through which we create our own life. I have to say that again to you guys. <laughs> Sexual energy is the most important form of energy in the human being because it is the creative energy through which we create our own life. And this is a quote by Napoleon Hill. It must not be suppressed or eliminated, but it must be offered a valve through the forms of expression that enrich the human body, mind, and spirit. And that was Napoleon Hill from Idea to Money. When we have great energy and are animated by enthusiasm in achieving beneficial goals and ideals, we can say that life has color. And from the moment we perfectly control our sexual energy, we become truly free and we can create the life we want. It is well known in the history of the world that very successful people have been animated by strong sexual emotion, having a very high erotic energy. This gave them, we could say, the main support, the perfect energy fuel for what they had to achieve. Then they were motivated by a beneficial divine ideal and the realization of which they invested all this fuel and they succeeded. So what else should you know about sexual transmutation? Following the biological transmutation of the sexual potential, thanks to the conscious control over the sexual function, the original sexual drive or original sexual impulse transforms as vibration frequency into an almost new superior energy, which characterizes the sublimation process. Superficially, we think that everything in our body is material. With great confidence, we mistakenly imagine that this materiality is complete experience the processes of biological sexual transmutation in our own being in addition to the certain beatific experience of overwhelming intensity makes us spontaneously aware that we are simultaneously structured from an incredible amount of energy particles mysteriously spinning and fixed by a, a miracle hard to imagine in this condition 
In the human being, the processes of atomic transmutations to weak energies occur continuously in metabolism, sexual processes, erotic feelings, mental activity, and spiritual experiences. It is now well known that every atom of our body, physical body, contains a gigantic energy equivalent to two, whew, 200 million EV. What is EV? It's those things that people acronym and then don't explain. It's just one of those things that makes me very frustrated. <laughs> don't know. Oh, there she says. She does say electron volts. <laughs> okay, sorry. I started to get a little peeved. I'm like, how can you give me an acronym and not tell me what it means? There's no key. <laughs> but she does in the next she does in the next sentence. <laughs> 200 million electron volts and it can be said that in the sexual potential of every man there are trapped in the matter hundreds of billions of electron volts against the background of a beatific love affair a single forceful thought kept constant is enough to awaken step by step and channel this fabulous energy in the desired direction our thoughts are the strongest force in the universe through biological transmutation, the colossal resulting energy will amplify to the extreme inner availability, gradually making all the banal, banal limitations of consciousness disappear. If sexual continence is not realized, the vital energy of the being is irreversibly discharged and instead of being transformed and used wisely in the higher planes of the being, it is permanently lost. Over time, there were men who exerted very intense intellectual effort and who noticed that love with sexual pleasure at the end decreased their mental strength and the power to make rapid progress in their work. On the contrary, the practice of continual love proposes a solution that offers that energy reserve, both mental and physical and spiritual, necessary to sustain very intense and long-lasting efforts. Sexual energy matters more than you think. The genitals store an important part of the primordial energy, the original force with which we are born. Through various activities, this primordial sexual energy is consumed. Women lose it mainly through menstruation and childbirth, and men through sexual pleasure at the end. No human with ordinary concerns does anything to refresh it either, because he or she does not have the necessary information, or they do not have it, but it seems too difficult to start and maintain a constant practice. The sexual essence is produced continuously in the body by the sexual organs and is lost or simply unused, accumulating in them and can lead to health problems. Simple mental concentration is not enough to control it. We need exercises in which to work directly with the Jing sexual energy, transforming it into vital energy or qi, and then into spiritual energy, shen. In South Africa, this energy is called noom, spiritual energy. Chinese sages call it qi, the energy of vitality, and in India, it is known as kundalini, creative energy. If we awaken or, acti or activate this energy, it will lead to the movement of cells in the brain that will give a boost to the development of new skills, art, painting, poetry, airplanes, fashions are created from human talent, potential from potency, potent, in, potent impotent, from sexual energy. Where there is sexual energy, there is life. And sexual energy equals creative energy. So in conclusion, what you need to remember is that sexual transmutation is the process by which one element or form of energy is transformed into another. In the tantric tradition, the process by which one form of energy passes into another form of energy is called sublimation. Sexual transmutation is like a secret recipe for success. Okay, so how can I increase my sexual energy? To increase your sexual energy, you have to take care of both your physical and mental health. Make sure you're eating healthy food, exercise, reduce stress, kick back habits, and build a healthy relationship. Can you send sexual energy? You cannot send sexual energy to someone else, but you can manifest sexual energy through body language. Okay. For some people, even a smile can hide sexual energy. Okay. So anyway, that pretty much covers the sexual transmutation. And I really am... Um, 
I, I really thought that that was super interesting because I feel, like I said before, in opening to this is that I feel like sexuality is one of those things that we really need to embrace as a culture instead of repressing or overly, um, you know, overly sexualizing it. <laughs> so that way, you know, it becomes something that's a more healthy realization as opposed to something that we do either extreme with. At any rate, let's move on to spiritual alchemy and understanding some of the three the three stages of it. Um, I thought this was a pretty interesting article as well. And it's by dreamcatcherreality.com spiritual alchemy. And it was inspired by the seven stages of spiritual alchemy. So we're totally talking about three stages. So the ancient sages since the time of Alexandria have long studied personal transformation and found ways to transmuting the self into the purest form possible. In 1936, during the Sotheby's auction, the world bore witness to the unbelievable, irrational, and unacceptable surprise. Isaac Newton's dabbled in alchemy. It would only later be found and forcefully turned to fact that the major portion of the modern world's most influential genius work was on alchemy. Alchemy is the art of transmuting energies, transforming one to the other, and in the process, transforming the existing form into something new and ideally exalted far beyond the existing one. Two types of alchemy. The external alchemy was practiced by the people that tried to harmonize the external forces to transform matter into what they believed to be its purest form, gold. Except for the legends we hear, we know that these people failed and became a caricature for the modern. However, what they were actually addressing was a continuous search for the transformational harmony through understanding, reflection, and continued transformation. Internal alchemy is the alchemy of the spirit. It is practiced by sages trying to gain mastery over the self through a journey of self-awareness, understanding, compassion, and much more. These sages purified their inner selves and transformed it to achieve the purest form of spirit. So what is spiritual alchemy? Spiritual alchemy is concerned with the transmutation of our personalities, allowing the persons to break free from the confines of socioeconomic and cultural molds and of their societies and era. The purpose of such transformation is the realization of a pure personal self, an ideal which can universally resonate with all beings and which can be identified across all cultures and civilizations. The end result of such transmutation and transformation is to directly know the pure being of ourselves. Hence, in simpler words, it can be related to the idea of self-realization, except that with spiritual alchemy, the goal is also to restructure our personality and the various levels of our identification with it. Hence, realize the limitless potential of our being. Like external alchemy, spiritual alchemy is the art of the sages and as a roadmap for self-realization. It uses colors and symbols detailing various steps in the journey. Unlike external alchemy, the journey is a mean of getting ourselves out of our own way. Ooh, that's, that's really important. I feel like that's really important for me and probably for a lot of you out there. Unlike external alchemy, the journey is a mean of getting ourselves out of our own way. The end goal is to find and achieve the highest possible purity of ourselves and allow our best destiny to unfold before us. The stages of alchemical transformation. The Latin expression solve et coagula best describes the alchemical transformation. Here, solve means the breakdown and separation of different constituent elements, whereas coagula is a reference to the reconstitution of separated elements into a new and higher form. Hence, the ancient idea of transmuting other elements into the purest gold serves as a metaphor for the spiritual alchemical transformation. All stages of the spiritual alchemy's transformation is about breaking down various base aspects of one's character that stand in the way of the realization of our ingrained and higher nature. Thus, solve et coagula means developing our ability to clearly perceive our limiting 
characteristics, attitudes, and behaviors. Consequently, the stages take us through the process of wearing them down, dispersing them, and then reconstituting them into a new holistic whole, a purer form of our being. There are three stages of spiritual alchemy. Calcination. In alchemy, this is the process of thermal decomposition at breakdown. In spiritual alchemy, it is the process of gradually wearing down our egos, normally by the inevitable challenges we experience in our lives. The idea is that we are composed of ego and essence, and we have to bring the ego to fore and dissolve it away, allowing our essence to rise to the surface. Now, I have... I have a side note for that, and this is just me kind of adding into this, my own thought processes. You guys have heard me say many times that we need ego and we need spirit. There's that balance, right? We have to have both things because we're in this human experience. We're all spirit having a human experience, right? So ego is important. However, I feel like ego tends to get in our way whenever we need to evolve. So I feel like in a way we do need to wear down our egos and we do need to scale back and we do need to uh, cause this this way of making it permeable. So that way it's not this solid wall that gets in the way of our spiritual growth, but in essence, almost like a membrane in which we go through. It's almost like, okay, our survival that we we're moving through, you know, have we thought this through? Have we made all the necessary assumptions and thought processes in order to move forward? It's our, it's our connection to the earth and our way of keeping ourselves safe. And that's, that's kind of my healthy ego, if you will, but not everybody has a healthy ego. (laughs) I feel like sometimes our ego is pretty, pretty, um, solid. So I I feel like I kind of wanted to put that in there because I really don't feel like ego is evil. I feel like ego is necessary, but I also feel like it can be a little too much at the same time also. So I kind of, I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. Anyway, keeping on moving on, that was calcination. So breaking down and dissolving it away and allowing our, or the ego away and allowing our essence to rise to the surface. Dissolution. That's the second stage. In alchemy, dissolution or solvation is the process where a solute, think salt, dissolves in a solvent, think water. This is the ego dissolution stage where we must take responsibility of our perceptions about us and the consequent projections, which allows us to grow. In this stage, the practitioner moves from a victim consciousness stage, blaming others for our struggles and problems, to the realization of our own distastes. And the third stage, separation. Finally, the pure has to be extracted from the rest. In spiritual alchemy, separation refers to the true separation of our one set of thoughts and associated emotions from the others. For instance, forgiveness only becomes true once we have recognized the negative emotions we have towards the other people or the other person and then authentically forgiving them. Now, I have, I've talked about forgiveness before. Forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget because I feel kind of like forgetting is totally disregarding the lesson. You can forgive somebody or something or whatever by letting go of the negative emotions and separating yourself from the emotions. But forgiveness doesn't mean that you forget the lesson. So that is something I feel like people need to really take away from that because forgiveness is being loving by allowing yourself to not feel that anger and that sadness and whatever negative emotions that are associated with whatever happened. But releasing all of that and still allowing yourself to move forward, but not allowing yourself to forget that sort of, you know what I mean? So that way, whenever you come into another situation, you have that knowledge and you can protect yourself and make an, uh, an informed decision based on that. Anyway, 
In a world behest by technologies that skin time to milliseconds, we have become detached from our spirit and its true calling. This imbalance is one of the fundamental problems facing our modern world, and spiritual alchemy is one of the solutions for taking a long journey of personal reawakening. So that is the article. And I I know that this was kind of long to talk about alchemy and transmutation, um, but I feel like it is so incredibly important. I feel like learning how to identify what the issue is within yourself. And I know that some of you think, well, I can fix others, but you have to fix yourself. And I feel like that's a common issue right now, right? Is that you want to help other people. And so you want to identify what's going on with other people and help them move through it. But the most important thing for you always is to identify what's going on with you first and live in a positive realm and make those that transmutation happen within yourself first. Because I know that that is, that's me. I'm, I am a of a fixer mindset all the time so going through this process of transmutation has been one of the most healing things for me because it makes me self-reflect and introspect on what it is about me that it's not necessarily shadow it's just one of these things that maybe i do that maybe has been a cycle for too long identify those things break it down and release it releasing it and changing it into something that is more meaningful so changing anger into compassion and peace changing the vengeful feelings and frustration into forgiveness and of peace and understanding and it can be so hard it is one of the hardest things to do because we get really caught up in our survival instinct and self-doubt transmutation and alchemy can really save you from a lot of those negative gravity inducing feelings and emotions so at any rate i had one more thing that i wanted to talk to you guys about because all of these things sort of coincide with one another we talked about changing alchemizing energy and making it so that you are able to own your own power and live more fully but i wanted to talk about individualism and the collective consciousness and it i had thought about this the other day because we had talked about the law of one we we've talked about individuality and and being who you are and it's it's important to understand that even though we're all connected and sharing energy despite our differences and understanding that we're all sharing and living on a similar energetic connection and experience that we all have a unique purpose you want i want i just wanted to explain and touch on this more because sometimes thinking of all of us being one although unites us in a very meaningful way it also in turn can seem to take away from our individuality and the best way i can conceptualize this individuality and still being one with everyone is a string of christmas lights i know that that seems kind of weird but if you can imagine that in your mind the string of christmas lights Each light is programmed in a way to glow a certain color and maybe blink in synchrony with other specific lights. Or maybe, you know, it just has its own way of blinking off and on or glowing in and out, but it's programmed in a certain way. But if all the lights are connected to the same cord that feed from the same source of power, you glow the color you were meant to glow and blink with other lights in a beautiful display that fulfills your specific purpose and their own too. Which in a way, it's like you you may not be in sync with other lights, but some you do. And so, it, and you make this pattern together, but you have your own specific purpose and you have your own color and you have your own way of doing things that sometimes helps i mean it does it helps everybody else grow whether it's a lesson for others or it's a ascension for others anyway that's the thing that came to mind and i just hope that you understand that through this law of one i don't want anybody to feel like you know we're all connected but does that take away from my own individuality no 
no you're you're everybody has their own very specific purpose in this life and their own specific emotions and and power and struggles and shadow and everybody has their very very unique process and even though we're all very much connected i think that's the beauty in it because even though we're all very very different we're all also extremely connected we're all blinking on the same line of christmas lights connected to the same source of power so at any rate that pretty much covers alchemy and the transmutation of energy the sixth law of the universe and maybe you can get some pietrocyte to help you in that journey (laughs) anyway that pretty much covers it you guys and i hope that you enjoyed everything and i look forward to talking to you again next week and i hope you have a really beautiful weekend and have a lot of really amazing things happen this week let me know if you do subscribe to the podcast to support all of this amazing metaphysical journeying get in contact with me email me send me a message send me a voice message i've been spitting that out on the facebook page <laughs> for the past month so let me know what it is that you guys want to hear about let me know what you think i'm always so anxious to hear about any and all of you and what you think about what's going on and anything that you want to know about I love to read and and to explore and find out more about everything in this regard. So I hope that you guys have a great weekend and week, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. Love and light to you all. interested in receiving an intuitive tarot reading, contact me at 3rdeyelorelei at gmail.com or you can message me on my Instagram at 3rd.eye.with.lorelei or on Facebook at Third Eye with Lorelei podcast to set up a reading. I can do Zoom or we can meet in person as long as we are wearing those face masks and practicing social distancing just to be safe. As always, love and light to you all, and I look forward to reading you soon.